1: We'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times
0: when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with...
2: Harris, can you see Rob Beckett? Rob And Josh Whittakam. Josh Whittakam. <laughs>
1: Not the best attempt of my name from Harris. <laughs> Go on, Harris. She sounded um, Scottish or American. That lady. She is Scottish. Yeah, uh, Scottish. Two, her, her email is called Scottish Two Year Olds Intro for you. Hi both. Here is a wee intro for your uh, from my two and a half year old called Harris, who's just found out he's going to be a big brother. Loving the podcast, Amy. Oh. Harris short for Harrison do you imagine? I imagine oh no yeah Harrison's a bit of an uh,
0: American name I think isn't it Harrison oh no George do you have you read that book with your kids ever? oh no jo- I think really they'll really... be too old for it now yeah I think so we sort of they they read on their own now they don't really need me
1: yeah they just read um piss here don't they that's what they mainly oh,
0: read <laughs> yeah just piss here reading the book um, books out now hope you all bought it guys if you haven't bought it yeah. go and buy my book it's in a shop a class act Rob Beckett right Josh let's use some Instagrams because people are sick of me talking about our books um, I reckon you talked for about
1: 6.5 seconds about your book there Rob
0: yeah I know but I'm bored of my own voice I'm sick of it I'm on Jonathan Ross talking about it next week, I think. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah.
1: Hi, Robin Josh. Yes. We love the podcast. I listen whilst on pram pushes around our village. I've definitely raised a few eyebrows from laughing out loud to myself as I walk. Keep up the good work. Over the bank holiday, my husband and I were enjoying a rare moment of quiet whilst our children were building brio train tracks together in another room. Ah. We sipped our drinks, awaiting the inevitable arguments to come. None came. By now, you'd have thought we'd be wise to enjoying prolonged quiet. Mm-hmm. It is never a good thing. After 10 minutes, an unexpected scream came. It's eating my hair. What? My husband and I looked at each other, wondering what new sibling rivalry this could be. To our surprise, the culprit was not our younger brother, but a battery-powered Brio train. Oh, no. As our daughter entered the kitchen, we could see the train slowly climbing its way up a section of her hair to the top of her head. He's eating my hair. As it did, a chunk of hair was winding tightly around the wheels. (gasps) Oh, no. We managed to stop the vehicle but found it was completely entangled. Oh, God. We held our breath and put the train into reverse. No way. In the hope that it would make the journey out of the hair the way it came. Of course it didn't. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was going (sighs) to. After a good hour of reversing tears and cries of pain, we concluded it was well and truly stuck. And oh. we had definitely made it worse trying to solve the problem Our newly purchased lockdown hairdressing scissors Along with supplies <gasps> were required Oh my god, they had to cut the hair She now has a large tuft of short hair Right oh. on top of her head Oh! The mangled train will now only go in small circles on the floor As it is missing two wheels on one side Oh my god from Catherine and
0: Ian in oh, Bedfordshire. Oh, Catherine and Ian in Bedfordshire. I mean, I, I, I think there's lots of stories about that, like kids cutting each other's hair and stuff. If you've got any yeah. hair, hair-based stories of kids cutting their hair, getting their hair cut, let us know on pictures as well. We'll stick them on Instagram if you, if you, if it's you're happy for us to. It's eating my hair. It's eating my hair, mummy.
1: That is an awful thing to hear, isn't it? Just the vision of the kid with the train coming up the hair, <laughs> just slowly, it's like, just like a horror slowly. film. Yeah. It is. Oh my god, that's
0: all horrific. Um, oh we've got some more things that don't have an opinion on I'll whip through these oh yeah yeah go for it Um, how the world begun just not that bothered thanks Peggy (laughs) (laughs) things I don't have an opinion on whether a Jaffa cake is a cake or a biscuit
1: yes a great one don't give a A shit really good one I don't
0: have opinion (laughs) I don't have an opinion on which way the toilet roll is on the holder how does it make any difference Lynn from Wigan (laughs)
1: Think- this is my favourite feature ever. <laughs>
0: Things that I don't have an opinion on. Whether it's cream or jam first on a scone. Couldn't give a shit. Just eat the bloody thing. It all mixes together in your belly anyway. Charlotte.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Great.
0: God. Um, yes, yeah, so they are excellent. Keep them coming. I like their short and Should we call a jingle for that or something? We could do, wouldn't we? But do you know what? I don't really have an opinion on whether we need one or not. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit if Michael does it or not. I'll never listen back. I won't know,
1: so it doesn't bother no. me. Zen, isn't it? Um, Let us know <laughs> if you have no opinion on things. <laughs> Hello. Uh- what is it, parentinghell.go.uk, something like that?
0: Yeah, something like that. I
1: don't know. It can't be my Instagram. response all the time. I don't really have an opinion on if there is a web. Yeah. <laughs> it's not
0: really an opinion, is it? There, are, there no. is either an email or there isn't. Um, anyway, I've, got another... I've had too much coffee. I'm talking so fast, Josh. I've got to try and breathe. What are you doing with the rest of your day? I've got. Bo... I tell you what, I've got a day off today. I've got. Well, this. I'm You're doing, boxing. I'm doing some boxing and then I've oh, got the... be fun. I'm going to go for a walk with Louise, um, my wife, and then pick the kids up from school. Oh. Right, I've got a good Instagram message here. Um, we, this is the, this is... <laughs> Hi, Rob and Josh. I just listened to the episode about weird things people wear to bed and thought it was worth sharing. When I was 13, I went on a French exchange and uh, went to a school, different school in France and was partnered up with a girl. This is from a girl called Eloise, by the way. It's not um, mm. an odd pairing of teenagers. Yeah. I had to share with her for a week, horrific in brackets, every night she would put a full outfit on. We are talking jeans, a top and socks, the four works. Get into bed, sleep, and wear the clothes to school the next day.
1: You what? So I
0: think she was saving time in the morning by getting dressed in so the evening. So she was
1: getting dressed before bed. Yep. Yeah,
0: she didn't shower the whole week. Oh my word. Almost definitely say she smelt worse than Josh's adrenaline sweats. <laughs> to top it all off, her name was Hoda, pronounced Oda. It was <laughs> It was the worst week of my life. I'm over the adrenaline sweats now. Are you? Are you sweating normally or just no sweats because you're calm?
1: I don't really sweat much unless I've drunk. So oh. I sweat at night. If I, For years, I thought, for, for about the first six or seven years of my relationship, yeah. it, it was the conclusion of me and Rose was that I was someone who just sweated loads at night. Yes. And then we had a child and I stopped drinking as much. <laughs> it turned out I didn't sweat at night. It was just that I was drinking too much alcohol in my life. So would you, like, have a couple of beers every night before bed type of thing, or wine? What no, was it drink? I'd go out on the lash three times a week. All <laughs> right, OK. So
0: by the time you've recovered, you're pissed
1: again? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Exactly. You, you were basically drunk or hungover all week. Rob, from the age of 18 <laughs> to 34, yeah. I just presumed I was always <laughs> tired.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: Because the thing is, you're a bit of a seshed for
0: such a, you know, what on paper is massive sort of virgin nerd. You're pretty cool. <laughs> You're a bit of a sort of. You went, I was saying this to Robish the other day. Obviously now we're all parents and a bit boring, but back in the day at the start, you were a bit like a bit of a cool, edgy indie comic. You, you, you was like, you looked like the lead singer of an indie band, and you'd used to go out drinking and having a
1: like, party and, like you was in a band. Yeah, I did. I did like a night out. You're a pre- you're a pretty cool, edgy guy. I wouldn't go that far. You were. Well, thanks, mate.
0: You were. You looked really cool. You had cool clothes, cool air. My and kind I look better now. I've got
1: I've got cool glasses.
0: I, I, no, 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 no. You look nice now, but you don't look cool now. You look like you look. You dress nicely. You look nice. Then you looked a bit like this guy could beat this guy could go and do anything. He's quite rock and roll.
1: I, I used to wear
0: bootcut jeans when I started doing comedy. No, no but that was depressingly. This is how old we are. That was what was in fashion then. <laughs> Like looking back now, you don't look cool in those photos, but for no. the time, you were cool. You were Josh. You were cool. You was out party. You, got, you was a Chris Evans of the noughties. I had an edge of the, of the tens. You was of not Chris tens. Evans of the tens. God, weren't you, man? And look
1: at me now. And also, you got on the telly first. You was all chatting with Blur. You'd go to gigs. Do you want to know? But well, I can still do that. I can yeah. still do that. No, you
0: can't. You've been. But you go to bed at half nine. I look at my phone sometimes to texture. It's caught past ten. I think it's not worth it. <laughs>
1: He's already, he's already lying at the foot of his bed like a fucking Alsatian. <laughs>
0: Me laugh. You know, you know, um, Alan, you know, um, Danny, our agent's mate, Alan, yeah. who drives us sometimes. He's, he's, yeah. does. he's driven you before, I think. Yeah, yeah. Lovely bloke, South East London, proper geezer. Loves dogs, really kind guy, loves animals. He was talking about dogs, he's got his staffy dog, and he was talking about his mate Shih Tzu. And he's, you know, when the turn of phrase just gets you, and he went, Yeah, yeah, because they had this little Shih tzu. And i tell you what, they are game little fuckers.
2: <laughs> he's talking
0: about the craze. They don't mind it, they are game little fuckers. He's so old school, right? When he, he was driving me for these gigs, and his his wife packed him a uh, wheelie case, right, with some clothes in. He went, "Oh, she's only packed me a wheelie case of clothes." I was like, "We're away for three nights, mate." I was like, "What was you gonna do?" And I got me coat and a pair of jeans, and I was like, well, "Was that gonna be it?" Anyway, she packed him this wheelie case, and he refused to wheel it. He carried it. What? Because he's be such a geezer. I don't know what he thought. It's just a gay. I can't wheel that. I mean, I could, it's not that heavy. I'll carry it. so old school lovely bloke though
1: big shout out to alan for stepping in at the last minute for the driving do you want do you want to hear how much i've lost my edge before michael mcintyre oh yeah yeah, go on there so i've realized two 40ths in a row that we haven't been able to go to yeah and you feel bad for not going yeah both times we just we got like sent them a gift like so it was my friend it was ben clark's 40th right yeah and we didn't go so we sent them a bottle of champagne. Yeah, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, it's a nice thing to do, because, it's you know, you feel bad. Yeah. Um, and in your head, you're going, actually, we had this conversation where we're like, if, if anything, if you think about it, we've saved money. Because the cost of the night <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. would have been more than the bottle of champagne. Babysitting, so, taxis, babysitting taxis, drinks, Babysitting, taxis, drinks, exactly.
0: So, so short, sure. yeah, having to talk to people you hate, because, you know, there'll be people there you love, but like any do, there'll be annoying people. You've got to look at the social cost of your <laughs> of interactions.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then obviously tomorrow I'll be hungover, so I'd probably Pizza eat badly. Night. So that's yeah. another that's You're another. Take knee one. deep in roulade. If, if, if anything, mate, we're making money. <laughs> By not going, isn't that pathetic? It is a bit
0: pathetic, but we're getting older, we're losing our edge. I've got this one really funny story to do before we bring out Michael McIntyre, okay? Okay. Here we go. Hi, Rob and Josh. I've recently started listening to your podcast and I'm loving it. Despite not having children, my partner and I are planning on starting a family after our upcoming wedding in October. Um, Congratulations, guys. And my partner has had to have his sperm tested. Obviously, this is an awkward situation to be in anyway, but you won't believe what he heard coming from one
1: of the rooms. Oh, no. So, apparently... Was it someone going, I hate my life? <laughs> so, oh, by the way, just... I've realised some people have just listened to the Michael McIntyre episode. That is a callback to Tuesday's episode. So... Yeah, like, oh, if you've just come in for McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, if you've so, just come yeah. in for McIntyre, you need to listen to Tuesday for that to make sense. I wasn't... I, was like, I think we should put some sort of wall on it. You can't just turn up for big dogs like McIntyre. Yeah, Where were you? Where were you at the start? If you're just here for McIntyre, get out. <laughs> You little glory-hunting rats. It's like Plymouth at right? top of League One at the moment. Yeah. And on the message boards, rather than people being happy, there's people complaining about, where are all these fans when we weren't any good? It's like, just enjoy yourselves!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so anyway, so apparently she heard... Sounds coming from another room So basically You're sectioned off In some sort of like Wanking prison aren't you When you're yeah. doing the sperm test Anyway um, They do provide videos For people to watch Whilst making their deposit But for obvious reasons They can't have the original audio on it Because he can't have that Paul knows Blasting in the corridors Of the hospital He said that he is, he is 100% certain They had put the Lord of the Rings audio Over the video So it just sounded like a man Was getting his jollies <laughs> To a fight scene In Lord of the Rings to say he's traumatised is an understatement. <laughs> I'm assuming it was two people having sex with that over the top or he was literally wanking to Lord of the Rings.
1: It's, <laughs> they're the two options. <laughs> Keep up the podcast, guys. It's keeping a lot of people sane. From Annie. Do you know what, Rob? One of the only ways to get through the boredom of that Lord of the Rings film.
0: I know, but it's a trilogy. Three wanks back to back. It's a tough test over nine hours. Oh, Wept. I hated those movies. Also, it'll be awful as well if you did deposit and you just heard my
2: precious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, right, but uh, this is Michael McIntyre. Enjoy it, people. Hello, Michael McIntyre. We're very excited to have you on. I, f- I feel like a big moment in the podcast to have the
2: big dog on. Hello, my friends. I insisted we had a Zoom together rather than a, an audio thing. Yeah. It's so that I can hover over your pictures and know who you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. I just really, I really don't like three-way audio call. I never know who's about to talk. At least when you can see someone, you get a sense. Do you know what I mean? They're yes. about to say yeah. something. Yeah. And I always mistime it. And then I'm always talking over somebody else, and it's just an absolute disaster. It's fine. Zoom's fine. I'm, I'm excited we
0: did Zoom, because I can see your, some Lego you've got in the, back, the background there. The Hogwarts castle, is that?
2: Well, actually, that's, that's my house. That's a representation. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is my son's sort of office. He, he rules the roost here. <laughs> your son's office? Yeah, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? We had this spare room, so and he collects all these... You know, he's a collector. Oh, what do they call them? Little pop head things? Yeah, pop- he's got too many of them. He's got a lot of wow.
1: them. Wow. Can I just say that you've got the ultimate uh, parent thing in that your name on Zoom is your son's name? You're absolutely
2: right. <laughs> I'm using his computer... <laughs> Basically, my, my, I can't even say children anymore because they're like 16 and 13, but I don't know what to call them. The young men that live with me that I produced. <laughs> as you can see, already within the opening 30 seconds, they rule my life. I have to, they've taken the computer. I mean, they make their own money now. That's not something I've asked them to do. <laughs> I've got no control over them at all. And, yeah, so he took this room, which I suppose should have been my office, and one day will be.
0: Yeah. But it's hard though, isn't it, to sort of say you need an office when you're a stand-up comedian.
2: Like in business in offices they call it hot desking, don't they, where you just sort of sit I have that with my laptop, so I have to hot desk around my house. So I'll use the kitchen table or I do a lot of work in bed. Is that is that something that you do on your laptop? Is like depends what what you're doing on the laptop, Michael, in (laughs) bed, I think.
0: What constitutes work?
2: Well I call it work, but always lock the door.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is really working. So
2: let him let him crack on. And so you've got two boys, 13 and 16, is that right? Yes, they, I don't know how it happened. I mean, I know how it happened, because, yeah. you know, time goes very quickly. And I, and older people say that all the time, don't they, about how, you know, where did it all go? But yeah, I don't know whether to call them children. They have become teenagers. And, and I started doing gigs again, and I think it even ages the audience as well, because they know all my jokes about when they were babies and kids. I was making yeah. jokes about, you know, my wife's pregnancy, And now, you know, they're no longer children. They're sort of teenagers and, you know, they're they're not toddlers. We sort of sit around watching Love Island together, which is... (laughs) And now the son's just got into that age where which we were hoping would happen where he well girls have come into his school. I mean, I haven't talked to him about it, um, but he's definitely, you know, he's going to the gym and he's started washing his hair um, without being asked repeatedly. <laughs> and, you know, he, like brushing his teeth. So I think that he's he's making an effort because that, that's what girls do, don't they? They suddenly make yeah. you do all the things naturally that you've been shouting at to do.
1: And and do you find it easy to talk to them about stuff like that? I, I know I'm going to be very awkward around discussing stuff like that when my children are teenagers. I
2: literally just, I haven't bossed it up and I have no intention <laughs> of bringing it up. Now I'm hoping he'll get all the information he needs online. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't do it. I know, isn't it? Because some parents are amazing, aren't they? Yeah. What, what about yourselves? Did you sit down? Did your parents? No, no, the Birds no. and the bees. I mean, even the expression "the birds and the bees" shows how anxious it, it is as subject <laughs> yeah. to yeah. We have to talk about birds and bees. Who, oh, as far as God. I'm concerned, have never had a relationship with each other. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's definitely wrong.
0: So birds are shagging bees. That doesn't seem right, Mum. Terrible advice. <laughs>
2: No, no, I, I never had any birds and bees.
0: Well, I think my mum gave me a condom once when I was going out on a night out and I think I was physically sick and cried <laughs> just at the panic and the, the stress yeah, of that. I can imagine. So it must, be, it must be difficult. Do you, like, you've just, you've written your second book, Autobiography. Oh, yes. So we better give that a plug. But also as well, did you find that you were reflecting on your time of your kids growing up? Do you talk about... You know, the, the, the birth of one of your children and that you forget in the car seat and things like that, which I'm sure we'll come on to. So, did now, writing that book, did you feel like you, you were like, oh my God, they are like young men now? Well, it was
2: nice to stop and, and reflect because you don't have a chance to do that. You know, you, you remember the life as it, as it used to be. Do you yeah. remember the life before? Yeah. It was yeah. all gung-ho and there were things and plans and diaries and then, of course, when everything stopped. And I think you both had the same solution. Did, you both wrote books, didn't you, as well? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We both wrote books. When the theatre's a shut.
2: what else are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was only me. I thought it was a great <laughs> idea. <Yeah. laughs> Literally every comedian is, is an author now.
1: Yeah. yeah, There's so many books coming out. We shared an audio book recording, didn't we? Well, not an audio book recording, but we were in the same building. Yeah, it sounded like we, we sort of read every other word of each other's book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn now, the... Morning, of the um, (laughs) yes, we were in the same recording place because I went in. I think this reflects on how sweet you are, Josh. So I went in for the recording and I didn't feel well. I had a you know, like a coffee, you know, all the not all the symptoms, but a couple of the (laughs) go to symptoms. When you start mentioning it, people like really back away. So I said, I'm not feeling so well. And you know, the producer was like, you know, trying to open a window and somebody was cowering in the corner, so they got me a test. A um, lateral flow test, yeah. which I don't know how you're with, but it's like, I mean, my, my kids are amazing at it because they're used to it now. They go to school, they just, oh, in the throat, in the nose, and they out the door. <laughs> For me, as soon as I start unpeeling yeah. that swab, <laughs> 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 they even just think, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I'm doing all that. Anyway, it comes back and I get the one line, the, the satisfying oh, one line. Yeah. And then they say, oh, Josh is in the next booth. Do you want to go and say hello? So I, for some reason, I took this result to him to show him that I didn't have COVID. But Josh is so sweet that he thought I was showing him that I did have COVID. And I, not only was I showing him, I was showing him in a sealed booth, no <laughs> And his first reaction was, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> Rather than get the hell out of this booth, there is no ventilation in here. You went, oh, no, you don't, do you? Do you remember this?
1: Josh, what was you thinking? I was just... thought, you can't throw someone out who's just
2: had that news, can you? <laughs> you, can't, you can't twist the knife. Oh Well, that, that's just very sweet of you. you yeah. to completely panicked, like, I think... I think you almost said, come and give me a hug or something. Do you need a hug? <laughs> <laughs> give me a
1: kiss. Come on. <laughs> Did you enjoy doing an audiobook? Did you find that kind of... Because I see you as someone who loves being in front of an audience, and so you're kind of performing to,
2: to silence that. Well, to one person, to the producer. As soon as I came to see you, I watched a bit, and I saw that your producer was laughing, and made it a point to tell you she's laughing because you need to know that because yeah, you can't yeah. hear it. It's, you know, whenever you record anything and no one's laughing because they're told to be quiet and you're always looking for the, uh, the crew and the stage yeah, and yeah. everyone's giggling. And if they're not, you start to lose your mind and think, you know, I'm, this is terrible, I can't do this. So yeah, for the first few chapters, I was really worried about this guy because he wasn't really doing anything. He didn't. He looked a bit annoyed. He had that, you know, that sort of pre-sneeze face, but he never sneezed. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, and I thought, oh my god, this guy hates me. And then we got to a chapter when there was a story about. I think I mentioned a joke I made about. Uh, herbs and spices in the cupboard and he went, oh, we, we, we labelled all our herbs and spices in a section of the cupboard called the Mackinshires because of your joke. And I was oh. like, this guy loves me! <laughs> <laughs> So then we had to go back and re-record all the first six chapters. Me thinking that he loved me, and I did it a lot better. I think it's, it's amazing how that confidence really helps. Yeah, totally. Just also how vulnerable we all are as comics. I just need them to love me. That's why we do it. But like in lockdown, I mean, that's one of the things I suppose is that I did struggle with is that people don't find me funny in, in this house. I don't. I'm not. They're not. I don't. They're not fans. I mean, they actually openly said they don't like stand up, and they don't laugh at anything I particularly say. When it was deep into lockdown, and I was really, you know, missing that. I mean, sure, everybody does this. It's sort of, you know, you make quick quips with the telly, and sometimes you think that's quite funny, and you look around for a bit of a response. Yeah. So that was going on for, you know, a couple of months in lockdown. I was getting nothing. And then I said something and my son laughed and then my wife laughed. And this was like after two months and then they really got the giggles. So you know how encouraging that is for a comedian. So I, I was on a roll, I was doing impressions. I I actually felt like I was back. I'm at, I'm, I'm at, I'm at the, the O2 arena, all the old juices were flowing. And then I stopped telling jokes, but they carried on laughing. My wife kept laughing and my son was giggling. Like to such an extent, I was like, why are they still laughing? What's going on? Anyway, it turned out, my testicle was hanging out of my boxer shorts. That's what I My ball was hanging. Out. Oh God! No. My son just pointed to it. Dad, your balls hanging out. It was
1: nothing to do with the jokes. At least you got something for the new tour, though, Michael. You can open with that. <laughs> now you've
0: got to close with a bollock. You can't open the show with a bollock. But at that
2: point, that's the only material I had to reveal one testicle. <laughs>
0: That is also, though, the vision of you in full flow. Because when you are in full flow, you're supposed, it's a force to be reckoned with. There's impressions, there's energy. You're, you're skipping across the stage. Your fringe is flopping. Your ball's flapping. It's, it must have been a, an amazing sight. But that, that was it. That was the only thing they laughed at.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, I had to take that one of the gin, and then we laughed at that. But no, um, no, not, not a lot of laughs. But I did miss that. I did have this thing with the... Because outside of my family, to make people laugh... It's only deliveries. That was my other opportunity to get a lot. <laughs> was, was the Amazon guy. <laughs> and I didn't know. The first, you know they started doing that thing where you open the door, they need a photo of yeah. the package with the door open. So this guy, he's on the other side of the door, and he says, you're going to need to open the door, and I need to get a photo. So I thought he wanted a selfie. I thought... <laughs> I thought, of course he does. I'm a big star. I remember that, you know. So I, I took one ball out just to make sure I got a good laugh. And, and I walked out of the house and I stood behind him waving, and he just took a photo of the package. And <laughs>
0: Well how is it with your kids so obviously you said that they don't you know they don't find you funny and they're teenagers now and that you know that no teenager finds their dad funny. But what about their friends at school and stuff? Do you still get attention like that and do they find that frustrating or do they like
2: it? I think they throw that in every once in a while and I enjoy that. They'll say that, yeah. you know, some sort of what's your Netflix special. I mean that that's me, that's my son speaking there. <laughs> that's when you can understand all the words. A lot of the time a whole sentence <laughs> <laughs> a lot of grunting <laughs> yeah. and then you go I'm sorry I didn't get any of that you will go whatever and then just leave so that's that's the extent of a lot of our conversations but my youngest son yeah he'll say that you know like his friends have seen stuff and, and I like that but not so much although podcasts are very good because podcasts you know people love these you these are this is huge this one people love I went to the, get my V I don't want to mention another podcast oh, we're all friends we're all on the same team Alan Carr's podcast right oh here. yes yeah we love Alan so I had to get a visa. I went yesterday to the American embassy and they give you an interview to see if they want to let you into the country, basically. It's quite nerve-wracking. And they give you a file of, of everything I've ever done. So it's all like Wikipedia and terrible things like that. Um, but yeah, no, he listened to the Alan Carr. I heard you're on the podcast. And he really liked me So I was like, thank God I did that. <laughs> I got you into America. People love these things, don't they? They
0: do. Well, yeah, that embassy is quite stressful. Me and Romesh have to go there to get our yeah. visas for America. And basically, the, the form you have, it used to be called like an alien form, I think it's called, which means that you can go there because you do something that's a bit extra, It was like a weird, like, overblown American thing. Yeah. But it's like the alien visa like that. And as we queuing up to get in, the producer said, no jokes, no messing about, it's very yeah. serious, it's America. I was like, OK. And then me and Romesh just stood there, and she gives Romesh the form, and he goes, she goes, oh, we used to call you guys aliens. And I went, I think you find the terms Asian. He doesn't mean like that. <laughs> and the glare I got from the producer and the zero laugh. I just put my, like, oh, you know, not like a dog's naughty, they just put a head <laughs> down.
2: Well, when I went to America um, to do a gig, I didn't realize that they don't know the expression break America in America because, of course, they're from America. So it's meaningless to them. So when, when I told the guy immigration I was here to break America, <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought, you know, it was like a, a threat. It was like a, it, was a, it was a big threat, like, and I made it worse. I was like, "I'm going to give it my best shot." And, and then like, I had to explain it to him. I mean, even when we go to Disney, I mean I'm there. I mean when the kids were young, I mean they're in my son would wear like a big goofy hat and we love Disney t-shirts. We're obviously we're in a queue full of other people wearing the same things. And they ask you, this it's terrifying. They ask you, what is the purpose of your visit? I'm like, are you serious? And it's the, uh, the whole of Disney, there's no queue that's more stressful and longer than this is the this most frightening ride of going to Orlando <laughs> is immigration at the airport. Oh, terrifying.
0: How does it feel though as well? Because in your book you write about when you first had your kids, you, you weren't as successful as you are now and things hadn't really properly kicked off and stuff. So how is it now? Like, do, they, do they remember that period when there wasn't like... The success and money and stuff compared to like now, and do you remind them or do how does it work? Or they just are they always just used to the lifestyle they have now.
2: Well, they're very grounded, and like, it's hard for me to to say that they've got a normal lifestyle. As you look at me sitting in my son's office um, <laughs> <laughs> on, on his desktop computer, a, a Apple Mac. Um, <laughs> yeah I don't know they're very grounded I'm just very lucky I think because they're just they're good boys I'm not yeah. just saying that they are I think that's the aim and I'm glad it's happened and I've all credit to my wife who's just a really lovely person and an amazing mum, but they've just become kids and now they're just like they are like mates i mean they're just they're nice i mean occasionally we'll have a, a flaming row. Home, which I'm not very good at. No. What kind of things kick those off? What's What's the the big like bugbear? A lot of it is to do with the, you know devices. There's a no. lot of the because de- but it's hard to discipline your child when you're also doing the thing you're telling them yeah. not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got this thing where we shout when someone's on their phone. We'll shout, "Phony!" And then it sort of like startles them. Oh, okay. um, or if everyone's on their phone at the table and one person notices, they go, "Full house." I mean, you tried it in good game. <laughs> That's uh, a good game, that. That's
1: a great game.
2: The, the only time I don't look at my phone is on a Monday when I get my weekly screen time report. That's the only time I can't bear to look. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm up 17%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my son, my teenager, he goes to sleep looking at his phone, and in a way, I thought I think it's bad. But then, you know, I, I always used to go to sleep. Well, I don't know to the radio when I was younger or watching TV. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just what young mm. people do but then he'll actually fall asleep. I don't know if you do this, but I wear my phone so much that sometimes at night, I'm scrolling through my phone in bed and then I'll fall asleep and, my- and I'll drop the phone on my face, which then wakes me up and I just carry on <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> and the same thing happens to my son. We know he's asleep when we yeah. hear a clunk on the ceiling. <laughs> Because he <laughs> drops his phone out of the bed and I'll turn to my wife and go, oh, that's Lucas. He must have nodded off. He <laughs> the phone out of it now, bang onto the thing. No, So we argue a lot about that. Get off the phone. Get off the computer. Yeah. Uh, he's always on, you know. I mean, we lie to ourselves, don't we, as parents? I don't know if yours do any of this stuff now with the gaming.
0: Ours are a little bit young. I've got a five and a three-year-old. Josh is
2: three and a one. You mm-hmm. convince yourself that it's... Um, you know that it's social because they're talking to each other whilst they're shooting people. <laughs> is it Fortnite and stuff like that? Yeah, Fortnite. I think luckily he's gone off Fortnite for, for a bit. He was completely addicted to Fortnite, and that was quite intense. And you can't because you see, apparently you can't pause it. So I would say to them, you have got to pause oh, the yes. game at dinner. Pause it. He's like, I can't pause it. I can't. It won't pause. Yeah, I was like, can't you need to pause it. And then he explained the only way to come out of the game is to kill yourself. Mm. But then there was a period of time when every dinner time, my wife and I, would shout up the stairs and go, "Ozzy, kill yourself! It's dinner! <laughs> what kind of a life is this? <laughs> Shoot yourself, raise. <laughs> <with balladies. laughs>
1: I've been in your family home, and it's a proper family home as well. That's kind of... You know when you imagine, like, kind of a, a big comedian who plays the O2, you imagine, like, it could be a soulless kind of existence. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, but it's a proper, lovely family home. And do you try and keep them grounded like that? And did you try and create that? Because it seems just so nice. And
2: so your life seems very pleasant, Michael. No, it does. And I'm sorry to tell you, we've now moved into a vast soulless house. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let me just call my wife on the intercom and see when lunch is ready. Um, <laughs> yes, it's the same for everybody, isn't it? I mean, it, it, mm. we're living our family lives. This is why we can do what we do, because we are thankfully all living the same lives. When I go and talk about my life and you talk about your lives, mm. the audience relate to it. And I've been asked that question a lot ever since you, get, you become successful. It's like, can you think of anything funny to say that people can relate to? I mean, obviously, there are certain things that I experience that I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of private jet material, for example. Um, I mean, I do, but I can't share it. It's quite a niche niche crowd, that one. (laughs) But no, those days are over. Yeah, it's just normal stuff, isn't it? Everyone's doing normal stuff. And I suppose the only slither of positivity of this terrible 18 months that we've been going through is that... You know, when we properly come out of it, I'm quite excited about properly gigging and reflecting humorously on such a shared experience. Because yeah. I, I've always liked it when people are going through the same thing. I mean, yeah. even if it's just like a heat wave or, you know, an election, you yeah. just drill into that and um, you know we're all on the same page or the Euros or whatever it might be. That's always where I've enjoyed sort of making jokes.
0: Are you going to be all right with the petrol shortage or can the jet fuel up abroad? <laughs>
2: Look, We talk about panic buying at petrol. I've spent years of my life panic buying inappropriate snacks in petrol <laughs> stations. I mean, there are things in there that I don't see. I don't see pepperoni in in shops. Wheat crunchies. That's not in normal shops. Wheat is it? crunchy. What even is that? The worst <laughs> one for me is the scampy fries. <laughs> ever... Scampy fries are so bad for your breath. That it. Have you had a scampy fry in your life? Yes, I'm yeah. a fan.
0: To be fair. But oh, the yeah. breath
2: situation. They taste amazing. Everybody knows that. But it's one of those foods where you have to think about your relationship and whether there's any yeah. immediate intimacy in your life. You know, is there any chance of any action over the next few <laughs> days? Because I'm basically ruling myself out here. It's, it's a tour snack.
1: That's why That's why it's, it's there for when you're on tour.
2: When it's you're nighters I don't care. I'm just hungry. I, and, and I'm not going home to my wife. I'm going <laughs> to have a scampy fry. <laughs> but you sort of have to go into isolation. The NHS should ping you. After you have a scam and fly and telling you to stay in your own for 14 days. I mean, have you, have you ever tried to buy something when you're trying to be healthy or lose weight or anything in a petrol station? Because it's quite hard to know what to go for. Oh, you're better off with a pint of petrol. There's nothing in this that <laughs> shop that's going to be good for you. Screenwash.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Um, with the kids being older now, Michael, though, do you miss them the little fun toddler age or are you sort of happy that's over because it was so tiring? You know all the sleepless
2: nights as babies and stuff. Yeah, well, it, it's I love the evolution of of parenting. I like the fact that now now we're up early, we wake them up. I can't imagine that feels like a parallel universe. When does that happen? Teenagers, they're crazy. I mean, they'll just sleep and sleep and sleep. So yeah, it's an it's not. A look at your face, Joe. It's so exciting, isn't it? That's gonna happen. But how long have I got? I'm three and one, so what, ten years? Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a wait. But as I said <laughs> earlier, it goes really quickly. Yeah, so just like that, um, they'll be having a lion.
0: I can start to see why you were touring so much back then, and it's sort of eased off now <laughs> that you get a lion. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. easy.
1: <laughs> In the book, you talk about the birth of your son, and <laughs> it doesn't paint you as the most kind of together father. I suppose <laughs> would be the way I'd uh, talk about it. Is that is that a fair? summation of
2: it i'm not a together person no no i'm a mess of a person <laughs> that's always been the case you yeah, know it, it's all been completely haphazard so you're referring to when i was talking about my two the two jobs that i had the cord cutting and, and then to put the car seat in but i don't know you you so you're at the car seat sort of stage yeah uh, have they got easier? Casting? No, they're, they're, so, they're heavy. So, heavy. so heavy. It's insane. It's like the
0: Atlas Stones in World's Strongest Man. They're so heavy.
2: I don't know how they're so heavy. The problem I had was that, well, first of all, getting the seatbelt in it was one of the hardest things. Well, yeah. also, I never really, I, have not ever in my life had enough respect for instructions. <laughs> I don't know when it happened, but do you remember when the Quick Start Guide came into effect a few years ago? That was a great. That was a great yeah. day for me. Who doesn't go for quick start when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> Who sits there with literally a book this big in every language in the world yeah. and, like, a two-pager that goes, quick start guide? Who goes, do you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle in and do this... I'm going to do it in Japanese, I'm going to go through the whole thing... So, yeah, I'm, I, I like to rush. I, I, I'm one of those people who think, who thinks, I can do this myself. Yeah, I, don't need, yeah. I don't need the advice of, of, of diagrams. Have you tried the YouTube tutorials? That's an absolute lifesaver, isn't it? Everything. Somebody, It's so nice of them, but let's be honest, they're, they're quite odd people. <laughs> everything in life. I mean, because really basic, I bought something the other day and I, couldn't, I just couldn't get it out of the package, let alone assemble it. So I went on YouTube and somebody showed me how to just open the packet to everything. <laughs> it's amazing, those things, isn't it? Yeah, man? so good.
0: Unboxing is a massive industry on YouTube where they just actually get like, like a pack of cards or playing yeah. cards. And, well, not playing cards, but you know, like b- baseball ones or basketball ones and just open the
2: packet. And then they just all scream and go,
0: ah, you know, I've what got so Messi." <laughs>
2: What is that? I go, I go. Well, that's what my sons do. They watch other people opening things. It's crazy, the YouTube thing. But also they make so much money, these YouTubers. They're actually... I, because I, I've had YouTubers on the show and, you you know, you hear about them and they're just... In fact, my son the other day wasn't doing his homework. He had Spanish homework and he was watching YouTube. I said, come off YouTube, you know, your, your life would amount to nothing. You need to do your homework." He said, well, I could be a YouTuber. I make loads of money as a YouTuber. What do you want me to be, Dad? A Spanish person? And it was a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think Spanish is as important to picking up tips on YouTube.
1: How are you with children's TV? Have you had the opportunity to meet, like, uh, people you found yourself watching
2: when you were a... Um... I did meet... Um, he's blanked me for many years, but I've, I've got Mr Tumble's phone number.
1: No way! But he's, he's blanked me a lot. Is he saved
2: as Mr Tumble or Justin Edwards? Of course it's Mr Tumble. Hold on, I hear No, there's a few, because I, I went through a phase of whenever I met anyone remotely famous, I'd get their number yeah. just because I found it quite fun. Yeah. And some people just never get back to me.
1: So
0: have you text
2: Tumble? Well, yeah, over the years. Go through the the correspondence.
0: What's his
1: name?
2: Maybe it's under Justin Edwards. Oh, Justin Fletcher, you're right. Justin Fletcher, sorry, Justin Edwards is actor. No, there's a bit of green on his, I'm afraid. Oh. The worst one was Andy Murray. Never, never got back to any of my texts. I mean, there was so much green. It was just endless. But then you surprised him in his bed at midnight. Well, yeah, because I, I texted him loads and loads of times he never got back to me. And I said, I'm never doing it again. I said, I, I don't know how the subject came up. I think with Jonathan Ross. And he went, oh, Andy never texts back anyone. And then Andy Murray won Wimbledon. And Jonathan Ross said, I texted Andy Murray. I was like, oh, you didn't. You didn't fall into that trap again. He went, he, went, he texted me back. I was like, okay, this is my chance. Yeah. <laughs> so I texted him back yeah. and went, you won Wimbledon. And he still didn't get back to me. <laughs> You'd think he'd be good at returns, wouldn't you, <laughs> But Yes, so then I woke him up in the middle of the night. We had a lot of fun. It was in that place at George's Park, you know, where the footballers go. Yeah. He was recovering from an injury. We burst into his room with Ricky Hatton and Jerry Halliwell, and he, was, he, he took it brilliantly. He was hilarious. Texted him afterwards, you're such a great sport, Andy. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> you <talking laughs> Have you got the wrong number? <laughs> I, mean, no, I checked it. I checked, <laughs> I checked. <laughs> I checked it. With, I checked it with his mum when she came on the wheel. I was like, that's still Andy's number. <laughs> I checked it with the mum.
0: you know, Joe Swash always when he meets everyone from doing the jungle always gives his mum's landline number because his phone he's always losing his mobile and it's just easier so his mum always like finds him, "Joe, I've got a fat my whip whipbread on the phone. You <laughs> <laughs> going around for dinner on Sunday or not?"
2: That's so funny. Um, but it, but now you see it when they've read it. That's a different thing. Yes, yeah. that's brutal. It is brutal, isn't it? Murray
1: must have that turned off, hasn't he? Hmm. His first rule of being Andy Murray is to turn off your red reports if that, if you're blanking everyone. I think athletes give their phone to someone. They're like someone. Because you
0: think you don't really look at your phone when you're doing sport, do you? No, you're right. If you go to the gym for an hour, you don't look at your phone really, kind of thing. Or if you're playing football, whatever. So if you're doing tennis all day,
2: if you're watching Wimbledon, at, at the change of ends, they were literally just checking their phones. I mean, I don't think we're looking
1: at a champion here. No. Michael, you could watch him ignore your text live on TV. If you texted him between games, you saw him look at his his phone. And kind of. And
2: where did that the bubbles start, when you can see that they're thinking and... Yeah, about typing. Because the whole thing is, I don't know if it's just for us as competitors. You want people to think that you're quick. You're not just winning, you're great. Yeah. Right. And if you need it, if there's too many <laughs> bubbles and the typing goes on for too long, you're like, ah. I'm getting less funny every second. It <laughs> even takes like a day. They're like, oh, a day <laughs> <They're Yeah. that>. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on the bubbles of the typing and the read. Yeah. And sometimes, when you know you're watching their bubbles, you suddenly realise, oh my god, that means they can see my bubbles, and then you start, you go off so they can't see your. The whole thing is very, yeah. very stressful.
0: Don't beat yourself up about Andy. My Anthony Joshua has
1: given me the same treatment. He never replies to me. I've had nothing from Ben Stokes, and that's only DM in Twitter as well. <laughs> uh, he didn't even didn't even give me his number. He just followed me on Twitter, and I went straight into his DMs and got nothing twice.
2: Oh, mm. uh, it's a hard one. It's, and, and it sort of sits with you until you have to realise it's just not going to happen. Because you're still like, you know, when you send someone a text, it's like that, that that's sort of like you're opening something you're, until, it, until it's replied to. Even if it's just a, I do this thing where you go out for dinner with somebody and then it has to follow the system of, then you send a text saying, wasn't that great fun? And until they say, yes, it was... It's like it just closes off the dinner as a success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's like a day and it's like, have they texted back? And it's like... Or, or are they thinking, was it fun? Yeah. So <laughs> like, and then you start to question everything that happened. Maybe I was a bit of a dick. Because <laughs> I mean, you've
0: got all this access to, the, you know, all these celebrities you meet doing your shows, the big show, The Wheel, for example, every, like, no, every episode, there's loads of celebs on there. Have you had to pull any favours
2: for your kids, people that they love or want to meet. Have you had to do that where you've not really wanted to? Yeah, well I like, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you've noticed these things behind me, but these are the Funko Pops that my son collects. And the holy grail of a Funko Pop is a signed Funko Pop. So basically, we do sometimes, you know, he'll come to me with like a wish list of like pops he wants to get signed. Because I'm doing the show in America if I get this visa today. So that's very good for him. So we're having like wrestlers on the show and they've all got their pops.
0: Yeah, so you're hosting the American version of The Will, is that correct, with American celebs?
2: American celebs.
0: So, oh, that's a Funko Pop goldmine. It's
2: basically, yes, everyone's going to have a Funko Pop. He's been rehearsing with me how to go into the dressing room and get them to sign them. Are you going to go pre or post-show? I think it'll definitely be pre, because I think it puts people in a good mood, doesn't it? I'm such a big fan. Can you sign this? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. but do you
2: walk in holding it, or do you get it out? So you go in the room, because I've done the world with you, and you come
0: in and you say hello to everyone, and it really puts you at ease, and it's exciting, but... You what? That didn't happen with me. (laughs) If I open the door and you're holding a Funko Pop of me, I think you need to get it out halfway through the chat.
2: That's interesting, actually, because this is the exact discussion I had with my son. I said they would be (laughs) flattered, but you think it might be creepy, especially because they don't know me. No, I don't think it would be creepy. I just think
0: I would be flattered, but I think you need to produce the Funko Pop, not have it on display like a Bible... Sort of Salvation Army, sort of go- Jehovah's Witness.
2: Oh yes, you're right. It's a bit of a chat, and it's. A, oh, I hope you don't mind. mind but, but my son and I are big fans it. of yours. Yes, and, you know we, we've got. Would you sign? Yes, that's the strategy. What I would suggest is,
0: if it's quite a niche Funko Pop that's a collector's item, and you're not really f- aware of the sleb. Don't quickly look at the box to get the name. <laughs> 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 What's this? One? I'm halfway
2: through the conversation. <laughs> When I worked briefly with a man called David Hasselhoff, he had a pocket full of signed photos of himself. And he would hand them to everybody whether they asked or not. Just by walking past, he would just hand them up like he was flying. It was just the most absurd thing I've ever seen. He would just anybody walk past, you'd go, Hey, take one. And they would go, Oh, thank you, whoever you are. Oh, thank you, man from 1983. That's strong. That's well. That's American confidence, isn't yes. it? Yes, bravado.
0: Well, maybe in America it would be good just to go straight with the fun copart. But is there a, is there a top of the list one that he what he wants or needs your son?
2: Well, I. I don't know, really. I mean, he likes yeah, big actors. I mean, you'd have to ask him. Yeah, um, I've got a few good ones for him. I got him Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter. That's a big one. Big. I got. I found out that my accountant is the accountant of um, Tom Hardy, the um, oh, yeah. amazing yeah. Hollywood actor who is actually three different Funko Pops. He's one. He's he's Venom. He's Mad Max. Who else would he have? Owen oh, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> They should bring out the Tom Hardy from the Big
0: Breakfast Funko Pop. I that one.
2: <laughs> so I said to my accountant, look, I'm sorry, but my Aussie collects these things. I'd really like to get it signed. It would be amazing for him for his birthday. So, yes, he texted Tom. Tom was very generous and said, you know, come and meet me. So I sent someone to meet him. He was in a martial arts gym all day, oh. just exactly what you would expect. Oh, and you're shuffling in with a Funko Pop. Yeah, I'm shuffling sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: no, but so i didn't go too embarrassed so i said somebody to go and get it but then i wanted to say thank you to bane uh tom hardy who was also like the craze he was both yeah. of the craze he wasn't
0: just one yeah. cray i think wasn't yeah. he both he was both right, yeah it's yeah. both yeah he had a fight with himself. Huge, you huge
2: that. discussions with my wife over... What do you give Tom Hardy? Because you, you can't... I mean, we can Is discuss offer it. for offer
0: of My wife, <laughs> Lou, would have offered herself up, I think, for that, yeah, to say absolutely, thank you. Absolutely <laughs> I'll go round, Rob, <laughs> don't, don't worry. We'll say thanks for the fun.
2: couple. Because you can't give flowers. You don't give flowers mm, to a man, yeah. to Tom Hardy, to the craze, walking out of a martial arts gym. Yeah. Here's some flowers. Yeah. So I, I did actually get chocolates.
1: I think that's so, right. That's nice. Yeah, that's I don't nice.
2: Think he, who eats chocolates coming out of a gym for eight hours? That's but not... think, how mu- think how many cows he's
1: burning. He can eat those chocolates. It's fine if he... I suppose he's earned it. He's earned it, exactly. I can't
2: imagine him eating chocolate, though. He looks too serious for chocolate. No, I know. Well, this is the discussion we had. <laughs> that's why we went round and round in circles. Like, yeah. We found it very, very difficult. Because you can't just... I don't know if he drinks. The, the drinking thing is weird. You oh, Yeah, alcohol.
0: Yeah. I think he likes dogs. He's got a dog. He likes dogs.
1: This is too late, Rob. You can't send a dog toy. He's already got a dog. Oh, right. Yes, no, another no, like, an accessory for a dog, not another dog. <laughs> That'd be a nightmare. I've got a dog now. Rob,
2: I feel that's quite bad advice. <laughs> 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 thank, you, thank you, Tom. Here's a chewy for your dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's dog chocolate. We've got your dog chocolate, top. That is weird. So do you have a dog? No. No, no
1: I've got cats.
2: Because I got a dog now, and I I didn't know about the chocolate does kill dogs. I mean, it's really really dangerous. What dog did you have, Joe? Well, <laughs> well you, you mean up until Easter morning? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, how dangerous um, is an Easter hunt? That would have
0: been the shortest bubble typing ever, that Easter morning jump. That, that, you would have been proud of that on text. That, that, yeah. I would have
2: seen the it was so quick. That, You're right. That wouldn't have got to the second bubble. No. <laughs> um, what dog have you got? Well, I've got a, a crazy dog. He's, um, he's officially a Norfolk Terrier, but he's had some... It's kind of like a, a recessive gene thing, so he's popped out looking like uh, no other dog there is. He's an exceptionally fluffy dog. So he's he's a beautiful dog that everyone stops and and says, um, what kind of a dog is that? And then I have to tell this whole, I I say the word recessive gene a lot. Every time I go for a walk, (laughs) every time I go for a walk, I have to say the word recessive gene. That sounds like one of your characters. (laughs) Recessive gene. Well, stay away from recessive gene.
1: (laughs) She's had a dark past.
0: (laughs) And where did you get the dog? Were the kids were older or were they younger? Have you had the dog a little while?
2: Well, a couple of years ago, I think, maybe coming up for three years. Was it sort of like, rather than a third kid,
0: you get the dog to put you off being tempted for a third?
2: Well, we never wanted a dog. I didn't think I was a dog person. You know, when you're not a dog person, you just can't see yourself having to be a dog guy with that <laughs> dog smell, you know, you know, because sometimes my dog will run up to a person and they'll say, oh, you know, he must smell Beverly on me. It's basically, <laughs> you stink of dog. you <laughs> smelling your dog all over you. I don't want to smell like a dog. <laughs> So, I didn't like it, but now, obviously, that's what happens. You get a dog completely fell in love with him, and he's just yeah. a very sweet person, and he's very he loves you all day, and he's very fluffy, and, um, yeah, it's going really <laughs> well, and the kids love him, and he's a great addition, old Mac. He's called Fluffentire. I should tell you his name. Oh, <laughs>
1: Fluffentire, that is...
2: <laughs> so, did you just call him Muck, for sure? We call him Mac, but he doesn't answer to us, because there's a problem. He's got a lot of allergies... So with dogs, the key to their heart is treats. So you want them to do something, they do it, you give them a treat, and they think, well, I'll do that again because I get a treat. In my house, they never, he doesn't get the treat because he's got allergies. Oh. So whenever we go for a walk, he just basically tries to join other families because they have treats because he's like, well, why stay with these guys? They don't give me anything. He, the poor dog eats this, like, dry Thing called kibble he doesn't get the treats and the treats oh, is really no. what he wants. I mean I do I give him but don't tell my wife but that's <laughs> <laughs> I give him a lot of cheese and chicken
1: <laughs> well I think I just wanted to ask you about the book a bit more Michael because I feel like I feel like we just talked it there we go Mike you've got a copy of it A Funny Life I'm really enjoying it it's a, it's also what I'm enjoying I'm watching reading it in PDF which is not
2: an enjoyable way to read a book no you're right it's not I've got the actual book it, it's a fun book both of your books. Can we plug each other's books? Your books are amazing, guys. Thank you, Michael. thank
1: you, Michael. We are mentioned in your book as well. You were very uh, you were very excited about telling me that me
2: and Rob and Romesh get a mention. Well, I was actually in the, um, when we were in the audio book and I, I said, oh, you must be in the book. So I searched it up and then I did offer you the, you're in a list for my yeah. think of comedians yeah. who are performing at one of my charity shows and I did give you the option I said if you would like me to bump you up the list
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't do it I couldn't, couldn't live with it. it I said Look, I'm, I'm here what was the list it was who'd done Michael's uh, Christmas charity show and me, you and Ramesh were in it yeah so who was it was I above Josh Josh above me I don't know what order it was in.
2: Look, I've got to be honest. It, it wasn't alphabetised. It, it was the natural order that came from my mind.
1: Oh, oh no, no! This is exciting. Oh, God, like, <laughs> but do you know what? There's nothing wrong with bronze. There's nothing wrong with bronze. I would have
0: asked to go to the top if you'd asked me. Yeah, now. I mean that. Of course you would. I would have asked you to put Rob Beckett and some others.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Beckett et al. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've the, the bit in there, though, that made me laugh was the chicken pox. The chicken pox when you was in a, on a holiday in, in paradise and your kid got chicken pox.
2: Yeah, he did. You yeah, know, we were in the in Mauritius. Doesn't matter who you are or where you are, chicken pox will get you, with kids. Yeah, we got stuck on holiday and he just came out in a terrible... All over him spots and uh yeah and then of course you're on google and you're looking up and apparently if you um bathe in porridge in oatmeal it's very soothing because he was very itchy and he was crying yeah. so i would argue with my wife about i wanted to wait till breakfast because it was part of the you know breakfast was included in the yeah. meal plan and i thought i could get some at breakfast but if we order now it's going to be on the bill <laughs> meanwhile he's crying in the corner covered in spots they very kindly bought us a baby bath and the oatmeal and it was a lovely moment and he got into the baby bath and you could he was stopped crying and spots all over his face, poor little thing anyway, after a period of time um, took him out the bath and I just threw it over the balcony without even thinking I just threw the infused with chicken pox baby (laughs) bath literally on top of some uh, honeymooning couple on on, on on posing for photos on the rocks I mean, I could, it was like in, when you do something bad, you see it in slow motion. I was like, oh, <laughs> If I'd aimed, I couldn't have got them any better. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, God. but they never saw me. I sort of hid. And, <laughs> of course. I hid for the rest of the holiday. <laughs>
0: Oh no! Um, when's, when's the book out, Michael? A funny life. I love the picture on the front. I don't know how you've contorted your face. That's, I've never seen your face go like that.
2: I know. I've got a slight secret about that picture. Do you, I don't know what's the what's the form. Do you tell secrets on a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, this is the place, place to do it. I love this photo. They sent me this photo, and yeah. they were like, well, do, they sent, they mocked it up on different colours, and I was like, we love it, and you know, my wife liked it, which is always the key. And then when I was looking at the credits for the photo, there's, there's two two photographers. And I was like, I had two two photographers? Apparently it's two different photos, they told me. Oh, nah, pushed again. What? cut and shut? I know, it's it's too much to bear. But I can make that face. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you can do it. But that's from two separate photo shoots. How can it be? I don't
1: I don't understand. <laughs> And maybe it's more than two. I think the hair is from another one. There's... Wow! You're like one of those things where you draw a bit of the face and then you fold it over and then someone else draws a different <laughs> bit. It's like one of those things. I don't think. I think it's quite
0: interesting about it because it doesn't matter that it's you're not you're not tricking anyone. You're not like
2: no. It's definitely me. It's just me on two two different. I can't believe it could be me on two different. I don't know what's going on. I'll look into it. But
1: anyway, I think you can say that. I think that's quite interesting because then you'll see. You'll look for it in the shop. Then it's really good marketing. Also, Michael. Everyone who's listening to this has just Googled the cover of your book. It's the
2: perfect marketing. Amazing. And I have to say, the best way to see the join is to buy it and read it in its entirety. (laughs) 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 the ultimate marketing (laughs) trick. Oh, look. You must buy it. No, thank
1: you for turning that into a positive. And I look forward to, um, after this, texting you to say that that was fun and then waiting for a day while you don't reply. Having said that, I might, I might do an Andy
2: Murray and never reply. I'd like that.
1: <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We've got one last
0: question, Michael, we always end on, which is, is there's one thing that your partner does, parenting-wise, that annoys you, but you don't really bring it up because so you don't want to row? Is there a way that you sort of clash on an apparent approach? Or is there one little thing Kitty does? As read, she's an amazing mum and has done an incredible job. Oh yes. However, is there one thing that you always go, oh, don't do that one. <laughs>
2: Um, I suppose it annoys me but it annoys her It annoys us both We aren't very good at following through We're big on the threats
0: yep. It's a yep. threat
2: based parenting lifestyle yeah, <laughs> me,
1: so.
2: um, You know we're the kind of people that when they were young And you go you start counting to five And like one two But in my head I'm thinking if I reach five I'm fucked because I have no plan <laughs> I have no plan for five <laughs> three and then least
1: four and the one ten you I have nothing Michael thank you
0: so much good luck with the book um, A Funny Life when's it out is it out now October the- 14th of October 14th. 14th of October
1: yeah and when are your books out mine was out last week
0: mine's out the 14th of October as well oh. head to head Michael
2: whoa, whoa. whoa. Big oh, it's
1: a big week for Danny Julian oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
2: so much,
0: Michael. It's been a pleasure, Michael. Alright. Bye.
1: Thanks.
0: Good luck. Cheers, cheers,
1: mate. mate. Bye. Michael McIntyre. Always good value, old McIntyre, isn't he? Yeah. There's a reason why he's um where he is, because he's just funny. He's a very funny guy. He would be in America as
0: we speak. Yes, good luck with the Will, McIntyre. He does really well over there. He's played Radio City Music Hall and stuff like that. And uh yeah, no, he's a he's a brilliant act. You
1: can imagine they love him in America, right? Because so, so it's exactly how they imagine English
0: people. Yeah, do you know, I always think like how I'd getting over there because it's very much, I don't think they very, they've had like Russell Brand. No,
1: they've, they've got Mary Poppins, do you know what I mean? So oh, they imagine...
0: F- yeah, but I'm a
1: chimney sweep. <laughs> also, you know, going and live in LA is quite nice and warm, isn't it? I hated it. Four days. Worst place I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to drive everywhere. As, as proven by Tuesday's episode. <laughs> Not with the state of your car. Not with the
0: state of my car.
1: It's a lot of driving in LA.
0: Anyway, good luck, Michael. And, um, yeah, we'll um, be back on Tuesday with another episode. Bye. (laughs)